Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. .com hotline. Always great to, to talk racing with, with Adam Alexander. Morning. Morning, Adam. How are you, fellas? We're doing fine. The first question we asked this morning, did the FS1 provide you with a really, really, really nice umbrella with their logo on there and everything? We got some good ones. We really do. (laughs) The best. The kind... The kind that you would want to steal. See, you know? I told you, Sam. Whoa. I told you. Wow. Probably got some nice jackets, some nice. That good, huh? Nice Columbia jackets with their logo on the back there when it's raining in inclement weather. Wow. I'm one of those guys that I, I don't really, I'm not an umbrella guy, but boy, when you need one, you, you better have a good one. And we've, we've got the best. They're really good. That's fantastic. Use it and put it in his golf bag afterwards. Wow. Adam, th- right. <laughs> <laughs> told you. Adam, thoughts about today. This is the day, if you're a motor racing fan, period, is the day you look forward to because we're about a half hour away from the start of uh, the, the Formula oh, One race. Yeah. And just yep. um, to Indy, and then you guys are the cherry on the Sunday. Um, thoughts about just what the day means for people who enjoy motorsports, period. It's so special, and what what a great day just to get up. And I, and I don't watch F1 every week. I watch it. I follow it a little bit, but, but this is a day that you don't want to miss, and it's because of what you said. It's just wire-to-wire racing and days that have made this weekend what it is. Um, you know, this, this day is, is what has made Memorial Day weekend for motorsports fans so magical because you have three enormous races, and – Monaco for F1, and then obviously the Indy 500, and then tonight, as you said, the cherry on top is the Coke 600 for NASCAR. And and I can remember, you know, I grew up in Indianapolis, and so I was always, you know, part of that, watching that. I was just, the, you know, you, you didn't miss the Indy 500, but what was unique about it for us when I was a kid growing up is you listened to it on the radio because it was blacked out in Indy. So if right, you didn't go yeah. to the race, you, you had to listen to it. And, and so that that radio network was your lifeline to what was happening. And I remember going to the parade every every Saturday of Memorial Day weekend and seeing the drivers, you know, riding down um, Meridian Street in the convertibles. And just the hype of that was amazing. And then, you know, to watch it all unfold on Sunday. So it's been in me for a long time, and I always enjoy this. You know, when he describes that scene and being in India, Indy for Indy 500, I wonder, did you ever run into Jim Neighbors? You know, I never met Jim Neighbors, but <laughs> he that was always, and no no offense to anybody that sings back home again in Indiana since Jim stopped doing that and, and passed, but that signified it is time to get your business in order because we're about to put the green flag in the air, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, that's amazing, folks. We're spending time on the waitforit.com outline with Adam Alexander. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Adam Number One Alexander. 
at Adam number one Alexander. They're looking at some history. Uh, Tony Kanan saying this is going to be his last time at Indy. Um, he's done quite a bit in, in that particular race. Uh, any thoughts on on him or, or what you might watch for with this being his, he's saying it's going to be his last time? It'd be cool to see him go out, and you feel like every time you watch Tony Kanan, he's a player. And Indy is such a strategy race. I, I wouldn't put it in the category of the Daytona 500, you know, because I feel like the Daytona 500 is one of those where we've had some upsets, and we, you know, we kind of always say in NASCAR, if you're in it, you can win it. But I, I do feel like over the years in Indy, we've had some upsets, and you kind of never know who's going to, you know, win that thing because of the element of strategy, and it's a little bit wide open, and the draft, you know, does play a role there. And so I, I would say, you know, Tony Kanon, someone, you know, never know, and uh, it'd be cool to see him go out on top. But this race is always very entertaining because of that strategy you know sometimes i feel like we get caught up in how is the finish and you always you know we watch the super bowl we'd love to see it come down to a game-winning drive field goal kick as time expires whatever and you don't always get that in the biggest sporting events but the one thing i would say about the indy 500 even if you don't have some magical finish one one thing that always keeps me engaged is that strategy and, and the give and, and take and the comers and goers that makes uh, the race interesting and gives you something to follow. So uh, it's a little bit wide open, I would say, when it comes to Indy just because of that element. And that's something that always really keeps me going throughout the race when I watch. Adam Alexander, FS1, joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. As we talk about Coca-Cola, that race and Indy and all of that, I want to go back for a minute and, and talk about what happened last week and, and get your perspective on the significance of we had a little bit of history last week. Carl uh, Larson winning that all-star race, one of the few guys that have won it three times. And, and, and well, what does that, you know, different kind of track, but I'm just saying the significance of what happened last week, I want to take a second and, and let you just sort of talk about that for a minute. And I, I might not get my numbers right. I had them kind of organized in my head last week for All-Star. But if I remember right, Jimmy Johnson has four All-Star wins. He's the all-time leader. Yep. And it's Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, and now Kyle Larson who have three. There might be one other with three. That I'm no, that's it. that's it. You got them right. But, and, and so when you think about that, here, here's what's cool. Yeah, Kyle Larson's won three, and that's great and everything. And I just said, you know, you know who he's with on, on that list. But let's take that a step further. He's won three at three different racetracks. Prior to last week, no one ever had multiple wins at, at different tracks, right? He, mm -hmm. He's won three of them, and they've come at different venues because he won at Charlotte. I think it was in 2019 driving for Chip Ganassi. He won in 2021 at Texas driving for Rick Hendrick and now wins again for Rick Hendrick at North Wilkesboro. So, yeah, it, that is remarkable uh, what he's done. And I think it shows off his versatility and – we might have talked about this a little bit last week, but we, we interviewed Larson, I think it was the Monday or Tuesday prior to the All-Star race, and I asked him about running at North Wilkesboro, and he said, I, I like that because it really determines who the best driver is, and that's what the All-Star race should be about. And if we determine who the best driver was, boy, was it by a wide margin because he didn't just win. I mean, he gets the penalty, he drops to the rear, and then he – just beats him over the head with a wooden stick. I mean, it was unbelievable what he did in that race last week. Yeah, it was. Uh, they're just a, a dominating performance uh, by Kyle Larson in, in that race. And the return to North Wilkesboro, I watched it. It, it looked amazing. I, I, you know, I told you last week I've been to that track like years ago. 
the work they had done to get it in the position to uh, to host that event and to have the Cup cars back uh, was 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 pretty pretty amazing. Although you know the race was kind of dominated by, by by one driver, it was great to have it back. You get the feel that there will be be more. Uh, the Cup will return. Maybe that track gets in a loop of tracks that host the All Star race going forward. I would say it's in the loop for All Star for sure, and. You know, the question becomes, do you do a points race there for Xfinity? Xfinity did not go. Obviously, Trucks was able to do that. But the foundation has been laid, and, and now that you've raced there, you've learned a lot of lessons, you see what, what it's capable of. It, it's just such a good viable option because it's so close to home, and you're going to get the endorsement of all the teams. The L.A. Clash, uh, the Clash at the L.A. Coliseum was awesome. But you're going to get some pushback on that from time to time from the competitors because you got to go all the way to Los Angeles to do it. And that's a big chore, and it adds a lot of challenges for everyone involved. And, you know, North Wilkesville is right up the road. And so uh, I, I think that one is one that, that is going to garner a lot more attention uh, and, and get a lot more fanfare from the teams because it's just an easy one logistically to go be a part of. And so, yeah, I, I don't think we've seen the last of it. Is it an all-star race? Is it a points race? When do they repave it? All of that, I don't know. But I would anticipate that we're going to see more and more of North Wilkesboro as time goes on. Adam, how would you describe what NASCAR is attempting right now? I'm not saying anything blatant attempting, but you, you hear about these older tracks and tracks that haven't been used in a while. They're going back to. Also, they're going to some areas where they haven't been before. How do you describe what NASCAR overall is trying to do to get – you know, increase their fan base. I just love how open-minded they are. And to me, what we're seeing right now is a combination of things. Staying in touch with your roots, which is always important. And there have been some times in recent years probably where NASCAR has been accused of not doing that and disconnecting from some of their traditional fans because of some of the things they've done. But when you go to North Wilkesboro, that's a huge feather in their cap with that older fan. When you talk about reopening the Nash- Nashville Fairground Speedway, which is something that is in heavy discussion and I believe will happen in the next few years and probably will have a similar response to what we had at North Wilkesboro, that is going to keep you in touch with a fan that maybe could go away if, if they don't like the direction of the sport. But that is a, a way to honor tradition and, and maintain your, your traditional fan base. And then I, I would say on the other side of that, NASCAR's getting out of the box. When I talked about the clash at the L.A. Coliseum, doing the street course at Chicago. It was so funny to me when the schedule came out for 2023. And the two big dates on there that everyone was talking about was North Wilkesboro and the All-Star Race. And then six weeks later, July 4th weekend, you're running a street race in Chicago. And, and I mean, you, you couldn't be further apart in history and tradition and new ideas and out-of-the-box thinking than those two events. And it speaks to NASCAR understanding. We, we can't get too far away from who we are, but we also have to do new things to attract new fans and to get, maybe more importantly, to new markets so that we can introduce this sport to people who have never seen it and don't know about it. So for me, I, I think they're connecting a lot of dots and uh, – and this, this is what leadership is all about, trying new things. And Steve Phelps and Ben Kennedy and some of those that are making the decisions now for NASCAR are doing a tremendous job with that. Spending time on the waitforit.com outline this morning with Adam Alexander. Uh, getting all set for racing there at Charlotte. Coca-Cola 600 coming up later on today. Charlotte, uh, uh, you had a chance to, 
to sleep in your own bed here for the last few weeks, what you had in Darlington and then North Wilkesboro and now Charlotte. That has been kind of nice for you guys. Um, you got to work on Monday, though. You guys were washed out yesterday. What are we looking at for weather up your way today? The weather doesn't look great right now, but if you look at the hourly forecast, I'm a lot more encouraged about the potential to race the Coke 600 tonight and then get the Xfinity race in tomorrow than I was for the racing yesterday. NASCAR and Fox worked together. They tried to get that race in. They moved the start time up an hour. And honestly, we missed it by probably 90 minutes. If if the rain had held off for another 90 minutes, they would have gotten that race in yes, yesterday or at least gotten it to a point where it was official. Unfortunately, just it couldn't move it up far enough to make all that happen. So now the Xfinity race will go on Monday. I, I would say there's a chance that we could have a, a delay tonight. But I feel like based on what the forecast is saying right now, a good portion of this weather system is going to move through and, and we'll have the Coke 600 this evening. I, you know, my only concern is they do such a great job with their military presentation out at Charlotte. Right. And as a fan, you know, sold out. And that's one of the things the fans come for is to see that and, and honor and remember our fallen heroes. And, you know, some of that pomp and circumstance may be a, a little bit wet. And I'm not sure if they can do all of it because – of the weather and all the rain we've had the last couple of days. Hopefully they can. I don't feel as encouraged about the weather mid-afternoon when that would be going on, but closer to race time, I think we've got a, a real shot to get this thing done tonight. I've been thinking about what he said a minute ago, but Adam yeah. was talking about how NASCAR is thinking outside the box. Mm -hmm. and, and you have these races in these unique places, and that's not going to stop. It's going to continue. So if you think this and play this forward, what popped into my mind is what one of the other sports did, thinking outside the box. There was no way in the world years ago we would have thought they would have had an outdoor hockey match at Notre Dame Stadium. My question is, is it possible? Since the Coliseum does host football, but I also understand they have track, could that move into a big one of the big houses, you know, in Neyland Stadium in Texas or, or I mean, Tennessee or, or a big house in Michigan or one of the college football stadiums is what I'm getting at and thinking outside the box. Is that something that somebody might present? Because I'm thinking, Sam, do you think there's enough room in one of these, I'm thinking past that. I'm wondering, can you get the cars in there? That's what I'm really thinking about. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll they'll get them in. They'll get them in. Well, I, you know, do you think I, that could happen? I don't know. And, and I, we'll say that because of, in this part of the country, you know, that is that is the home of NASCAR, the Southeast. We got these palatial football stadiums. And, and I always ask the question, what else we do at these places? Because these places only get used by five times a year. When you think about it, the the the, the football stadiums. Or has anybody even floated that idea? Well, he's going to now because he just got it from us. And we no, no, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody's <laughs> floated on. that idea. If you're going to go out to L.A. to race in the football stadium, we got some nice ones around here. Anybody approach uh, that idea you heard of? It has been discussed, and I don't know stadium-wise which ones can host because of the logistics. It's not – the L.A. Coliseum has got a little bit bigger footprint inside the stadium because – of their history with the Olympics. And so there's a little more room to work inside the stadium there than a traditional football stadium. So that's what you have to look at and also getting the cars in because they've got the ramp that goes down to the field. Not every venue um, has got that type of logistics set logistical setup that would allow all the cars to get through and get down there and do it in a way that, you know, you could put your show on, I think the other thing is it's not just the college football stadiums or even NFL stadiums here in the States. 
that have been talked about. There's been discussions about racing overseas. Oh, Wimbledon. And, I mean, uh, yeah, Wimbley. And Wimbley? It, I could see that. Doing it other places so that you could take NASCAR to other countries. And so those are some of the ideas that I've heard floated. And I don't know about 2024, but I would say 25 and beyond is when you could really start to see that schedule open up. And, and I mentioned Chicago. You know, there's other cities, according to NASCAR, that have reached out and talked to them about, hey, we would love to see this happen here. And so whether it's New York City, New Jersey, you know, there have been people talking about Las Vegas because F1's going there to do that. Now, there are already two NASCAR races in Las Vegas, so I'm not sure, you know, where that would fall and how that would work. But, uh, you know, and and these track owners, you know, there's, there's not a lot of open dates to work with for these track owners to say, I'm willing to give up this date so that we can try this experiment here. And, and NASCAR owns a good portion of those dates, so that would be something to consider, too. But there, there's a lot that goes into that, but I would say all ideas are on the table. Anything is possible when you talk about the future of the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Before we let you go, give us some people to watch up there today uh, because you couldn't have qualifying. You got William Byron on the pole. Um, you still you're going to watch for, for Kyle Larson. But, but maybe, maybe Den, Denny Hamlin today? I would say Denny Hamlin is someone to watch. He won this race last year. and I feel like the Gibbs cars have been really good lately, and in particular on a mile and a half. Denny won our last mile and a half race at Kansas. So, yes, Denny Hamlin is someone to watch. Uh, Martin Trex Jr., you said it, Kyle Larson. And, uh, you know, I would say the usual suspects. William Byron starts on the pole after qualifying was rained out. Real quick, qualifying has never been rained out for the Coke 600. First time it ever happened Wow, was yesterday. And so, you know, in 60-plus years, that's pretty remarkable. So, yeah, but I would say the usual suspects, and with William Byron starting on the pole, that's a nice advantage. And I think it's three of the last seven Coke 600s, the winner has led over 300 laps. So starting up front, getting that lead and establishing yourself is a big deal. And William Byron, based on what he's done this year, is someone you would say as a candidate that could go out and get that done. Adam, as always, we just can't thank you enough for joining us and, and bringing the knowledge and just having fun with us, putting up with our silliness, well, at least mine. So I, I always <laughs> yeah. just want to thank you, man, and uh, hope you and everybody you're working with and your family have a wonderful rest of your Memorial Day weekend. And don't have to use those umbrellas that you put in your golf cart. That's right. Well, <laughs> I, it, the good news is it's raining, so I can get another one, and, and then if I don't have to use it, even better. That's you a know? smart man right there. That's what I, I can't find my other one, but I need one. That's how you get That's them right. other ones, man. You know where the guy in the prize locker is. All right, Adam, listen, have a good rest of your day, man, and, and thanks as always. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.